So as Pastor Jojo said, na nasa mensahe pa rin tayo ng Pasko. We are on the Christmas ritual. And uh, noon ng Sunday, pernit sa atin itong sermon na Be Brave to Believe. And uh, the songs of Christmas last Sunday uh, it's the climax of the series was beautifully preached to us the true gift the true gift of Christmas and sa hapong ito I would like to share the force of Christmas, which is, titingnan natin yung elements leading to, as Pastor Jojo have said, brand new start or fresh start. The story of the escape to Egypt and the resettlement in Nazareth. So may I ask, of you to please stand up as we come to the Lord in prayer. Panginoon, salamat po sa hapang ito sa pagkakataon to, to reflect upon your word. And uh, Holy Spirit, would you please minister to us in a special way? Speak in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Sige po, makapo na pang batisa. To bid farewell to 2023 and welcome. 2024, we need to say our valedictory. Eh, sabi ni Juan kay Pedro, Pedro, say our valedictory daw. Eh, sabi naman ni Pedro, ikaw nga dyan, magna ka, ikaw na lang. Hindi naman ako naging valedictorian. Magna, cum laude. Hindi daw siya naging uh, valedictorian, kaya... He cannot say a uh, valedictory to 2023. Joke yun, so. Tawa <laughs> lang. <laughs> you know, hindi natin alam ano magiging 2024, tama. Uh, iba sa atin, Pero, after ng Pasko, nagmahalagad ang gasolina. Sa so, ano nga ba ang gagawin natin para hindi na magmahal yung gasolina? Sabi ng isang expert, saktan daw ng maigi para hindi na magmahal. <laughs> Yan, Sabi ni Pastor Chuck, We stand at the apex of itong dalawang mountain. The mountain of 
the year live yung natapos na natin and the potential year so we are about to cross and uh, as mentioned by Pastor Jojo kanina God has given us this gift na mapwersa ang ating sarili to have this step towards a brand new start. Hindi po ba? Kasi magbabago na yung mga figures. But isn't it na my tension dito that even if we would love to have a brand new start, I impression pa rin tayo sa ating nakalipas. It's either minumulto tayo ng ating nakaraan, it's either nasuppress lang yung ating nakaraan sa ating unconscious, and if it is triggered, it could be really as if yung ating nakalipas, yung ating nakaraan, is at the present moment. And we can easily notice yung month of January is named after Janus na ang kanyang figure ay baliktaran na olo. One is looking back and one is looking forward. So in Greek, they have these two concepts of of newness. One is, bago nga siya, it's as good as brand new. But it has some elements of the past. Kagaya sa sinabi ni ni Matthew, in Matthew chapter 13, Verse, verses 51 to 52. Dito po na section na to is that uh, Jesus was teaching about the parables of the kingdom. Series of parables. And in 52 and 51 and 52, sabi niya, do you understand all these things? They told, them, they told him, yes. Then he told him, this is why every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom from heaven is like a master of a household who brings both new and old. And then the narrative tells us about Jesus being rejected in his own hometown. So it has uh, a relationship with what we are going to discuss. So in the section na uh, inassign sa akin ni Pastor Joe, dito sa Matthew chapter 2 verses 13 to 23, titingnan natin yung narrative frame ni Matthew. 
And titingnan natin paano present o ano yung uniqueness ni Matthew sa ibang evangelist. Si Mark as as it is familiar with sa mga nag-aaral sa Bible, Mark ay tinuturing niya siya yung unang nagsulat. So, in Mark chapter 1, verse 1, sabi niya, the beginning, the arche of the gospel about Christ Jesus and the Son of God. And evangelist Mark, ay wala siyang infancy narrative. He goes directly to the ministry of John. And Matthew, Chapter 1, verse 1, sabi, the book of genealogy, Genesis. Ang choice ng word ni Matthew ay genealogies in a Greek Genesis, which is evocative of the narrative of Moses or the five books of Moses. At ganun niya talaga isinulat yung kanyang gospel. Merong This, nadi-discern mo yung blocks of materials na inarrange ni Matthew. Si Luke naman, ginamit niya yung account. Diagesis. And si John, ginamit niya rin yung RK. But as we know, ang narrative ni John goes back to the pre-incarnate state of Jesus Christ. So, the beauty of how the gospel was presented to us. And we can appreciate more kung titingnan natin yung narrative frame ni Matthew. Papaano niya for name? Ito yung tinatawag na non-negotiable fact na dineclare agad in the beginning and in the end. Anong declaration ni Matthew? Sabi niya in Matthew chapter 1 verse 23, Emmanuel, God with us. And after Jesus died, after the resurrection, When Jesus commissioned His disciples, ito ang sinabi ni Jesus, I am with you each and every day. So sa, sa buong narrative ni Matthew, what Matthew is declaring is that God is always with us, no matter what. And in the section na titingnan natin, present sa atin ni Matthew ang tatlong fulfillment citation. Which is, uh, ito, makikita nyo sa beginning, ito yung narrative frame niya, Emmanuel, I am with you. Ito yung, ito yung sa gitna, ito yung three fulfillment citation. Verse 15, sabi niya, Out of Egypt, I have called my son. Sabi niya, this is to fulfill 
Sabi niya, out of Egypt I have called my son. In verse 23, he will be called Nazarene. Of course, that is not uh, direct quotation. Pero sa gitna niyan in verse 18, which is, I would like to give more emphasis. This is about Rachel who refused to be comforted. She refused to be comforted. So, isa-isahin natin dito. So, very interesting, no? Bakit she refused to be comforted? So, ito yung unang fulfillment citation. So, alam na, alam na natin yung narrative dito. That Joseph was told, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife. Yung pinagbubuntis niya is of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph obeyed. And the narrative goes on. At my instruction, yung angel, that they were directed to go to Egypt. Escape to Egypt. At binanggit ni Matthew, this is to fulfill. And so was fulfilled what the Lord has said to the prophet, out of Egypt, I have called my son. So in the narrative frame of Matthew, sabi niya, Emmanuel, God with us. But even in that declaration, you've got to be listening to the instruction of God. Kahit nasa, sinasabi natin, in Him we live and move and have our being. It doesn't mean na laging nasa bed and roses tayo. Life is going to be always easy. And as I've said na this is evocative of the Torah, the five books, books of Moses, speaks about out of Egypt, I have called my son. And I would like to give emphasis dito sa subject of the sentence that God is the one who authorizes. God is the one who gave entitlement to the landless peasant in Egypt. Paano nga ba nakarating itong uh, chosen people doon? As you could remember, when Joseph died, a new Pharaoh rose. Who knows not what? Who? Joseph. Impossible naman hindi niya kilala si Joseph. He chose to forget yung contribution ni Joseph. Pharaoh don't just, the Pharaoh, this Pharaoh, refused to recognize the contribution of Joseph. So, na-threaten sila, na-threaten siya sa ambilis ng paglago ng kanilang population. So maybe one day, they would rise against Pharaoh. So, nakapag-conceptualize si Pharaoh, pahirapan natin sila. 
they, they will be no longer equal citizens. They will be they will be slaves. And pagbabasahin natin yung story. God heard, God sees. That's why he called Moses. I have seen, I have heard the cries of my people. And God remembered, sabi, remember his covenant. And that's why I called my son. Because this is a trade-off. Because Pharaoh would just refuse to let go. God would, uh, hanggang sinabi ni God, para mapilitan talaga si Pharaoh, all the firstborn ay mamamatay. So, the, the comparison of that is that out of Egypt, I have called my son from slavery to sonship. At makikita natin dito that it is God who gave entitlement. Makikita natin that God sided with the landless, unentitled. Of course, they were his covenant people to be his own son. So, we have the idea, the purpose of the coming of Jesus because it is God who sent his only begotten son to bring us out of our uh, pagdating naman sa New Testament, slavery of sin and death. Now, ito yung sinasabi ko kanina, doon sa tatlong citation ni Matthew, nandun sa gitna, sinabi dito, Rachel refused to be comforted. Now, kung mababalikan din natin yung story doon ni Moses, merong part doon sa narrative na uh, dahil gusto nga isuppress, isuppress yung population, ay yung mga lalaki ay tinatapon doon sa Nile River. Oto siya ni Pharaoh. And during the time of Jesus, dahil naisahan naman si Herod, as mentioned sa preaching last Sunday, iniutos niya na doon sa bracket, sa probable bracket na isinilang yung kanyang competitor to be a king. Iniutos niya na papatayin. So, yan yung the slaughter of the innocents. Of course, can you, you could easily imagine the grief of a mother losing his child, losing her child, Hindi lang yung mother. Of course, yung, yung tatay din. But, you know, di, dito, it's, hindi lang iisa, no? But, 
the slaughter of tinatawag natin ngayon crime against humanity. But what I would like to emphasize, sabi ng aking professor, tayo na mga mananampalataya, we, we minimize the volume. The volume of our pain. Masyado na tayo nga eh. Magaling na tayo sa, mayroon na tayong faith, di ba? May pananampalataya na tayo. And, uh, Na-observe ko din sa aking sarili. Sorry. Nung kasagsagan talaga ng, ng laban namin, kami ni Sister Joanne, the family, and I noticed na pag kumustahin ako, I always end in a positive faith declaration. And well, that's good, siguro. Para sabihin naman na, oh si pastor, may faith, may pananampalataya pa siya. But you can notice the dimension of Matthew in this citation is not a fulfillment as a judgment for the sins of his people. It is a result, it is a result of the depravity of Herod but not as a result of or a consequence of judgment of sin. So the neutrality of Matthew here. Ano bang ibig sabihin natin pag disorientation? Yung na-disorient ka. Yung Pumasok ka sa kwarto, pinundit mo ang switch, what do you expect? Let there be light. Nagmahal ka, hindi sinuklian, yun. Anong tawag doon? Ang pag-ibig ay parang pamasahe lang sa jeep. Minsan, hindi sinusuklian. So, Disorientation. Napakaganda yung sinabi ni Pastor Joe kanina. You know, nung your pain ended sa 12 o'clock, di ba? It's a brand new day. So anong gagawin mo? Kanta ka na lang. Sabi nung kanta na, ano ba yung sabi nung kanta? Pilit kinakalimutan, parang ganun ang nakaraan para sa sariling kapakanan. Alam niyo ba yung song na yan? Paano ba awitin yan? <laughs> Kinalimutan kahit ano ba yun? Nahihirapan. Ah, yan. 
Kinalimutan kahit nahihirapan Para sa sariling kapakanak Alam niyo ba yun? Kinalimutan kahit nahihirapan Mga oras na di na mababalikan So you have, oh, alam niyo karugtong. Oh. Because you expect na kapag ikaw ay umibig, sana tuloy-tuloy na, perfect na, but you come to a point of disorientation. Ganon din dito. When we speak of disorientation during the time of exile, we are referring to uh, the dominant theology of the day na Deuteronomistic perspective. Itong sa Deuteronomy chapter 30, this is a very simple formula na ibinigay sa covenant people. Which just says that I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command to you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways and to keep His commands decrease and loss, then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to, to possess. So, ang formula dyan is very simple. Obedience brings prosperity. Disobedience brings curse. So, Titingnan natin in the context of the exiles. So just to refresh your memory, the Babylonian exile is roughly 70 years. Is it nilang ka day one, year one, bata ka palang, year 70, or senior set citizen ka na, nasa Babylon ka pa rin, nasa exile ka pa rin. So how do you apply the formula? Torah obedience equals what? Life and prosperity. Is that true? To the exiles? Well, napatunayan din naman siguro nila that even they were in the exile, the Lord has been faithful. Sabi na. Sabi ng iba, true. Sabi ng iba, false. Torah disobedience Death and destruction? True? Well, siguro, sabi ng iba, dito sa exile, God has been faithful, God has sustained us. But looking at the life of the Babylonians, or nung nag-change ng power, the Persians, Bakit mas mas blessed sila? So, yung disorientation nila is that Torah disobedience equals prosperity and life. Bakit ang Persians? Bakit ang Babylonians? So that's their, their disorientation. 
And I realized na marami din sa Psalms would help us to express our disorientation with God. Kagaya ng Psalm 22, hindi natin to hindi natin to malalagbasan because this was quoted by Jesus on the cross. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? Why have you, in the context of marital relationship, why have you divorced me? So in Matthew chapter 27, verse 46, this was quoted by Jesus on the cross. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And that's how Matthew described she refused to be comforted. Jesus came in a world, in a broken world that needs to be restored, that needs healing, that needs restoration, that needs a brand new start. But Matthew just plays it in a way that is neutral, not as a judgment. So anong sinasabi ko dito that to isang mahalagang element, isa sa mga elements, leading to a brand new start or a fresh start is our authenticity amidst Disorientation. Don't ever think na kapag ikaw ay nagsasabi ng totoo ng iyong pain, ay sasabihin na ni Lord, Oh, ye of little faith. I think mayroong isang psalm na na-miss natin. Let's go back. Sa isa pa. Ba dito? Is it? Okay, dito na lang. The fulfillment citation of the slaughter of the innocents Nasabi doon, she refused to be comforted. Ang nais kong sabihin is that it's okay to be authentic of our, fame, of our pain. Because that is one citation. Doon sa tatlong citations na ni 
Matthew that would bring us to a brand new start. At alam nyo ba na dito sa time ni Jesus, mas ibang level na yung kanilang kanilang disorientation. Kung during the time of exile, ina-explain pa sa kanila ng mga propeta ng Diyos, oh, that, that is a valid judgment of God. Kasi sabi nga sa Deuteronomy, if you disobey, you, you will you will reap the consequence. Sinabi na yan eh. Expected na yan. It's just the delayed punishment. Sabi nila, bakit ganito naman ka-intense? 70 years old. It's just delayed punishment. Naipon na yan eh, di ba? To the third and fourth generation. Yung principle na yun. So, the, the Lord will not impose the full judgment in this generation. And so, naipon ang naipon ang naipon. So, so, yun yung kanilang paliwanag. And so, okay. But what about now? During the time of Jesus, they were exactly obeying the Lord. Faithful to Faithful to His covenant. Faithful to papaano sila kumain. The... Faithful in observance of of the instructions of the Lord. Observance of Sabbath. Observance of circumcision. But what's happening? Sa kanilang faithful obedience, That's the reason why they, they were persecuted. That is precisely the reason why they were persecuted. Read the account of Daniel, di ba? Yung pagkain niya, he fasted, he obeyed, he prayed, and in the end, tinapon pa siya sa lion's den. God. That's, that's why that's the apocalyptic expectation. Apocalyptic expectation simply means that when the Son of Man comes with His angels to exact revenge to His enemies. So that's the prevailing theology of the day during the time of Jesus. So in this situation, you've got to be Authentic. Before your prayer partner or before God. So na God authorizes and in dito we've got to be authentic amidst disorientation. And then, we got to walk in live appropriation. The story of Christmas, ang story po ng Christmas, demands of us a wholehearted obedience. Titingnan natin yung obedience ni Joseph no parang 
Lahat na sinasabi ng angel, lahat na sinasabi, lahat na direction sa kanya, he simply obeys. He simply obeys. Hanggang, hanggang to fulfill and sabi dito, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth so as to fulfill what was said. Through the prophets, he will be called Nazarene. As I've said, there's no direct prophecy quotation. But this is in association with the Hebrew Netzar. Matthew may be associating the term Nazarene with the Hebrew root Netzar, meaning branch or sprout. This draws a parallel to the common messianic branch found in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 where it says a shoot will come from the stump of Jesse from his roots a branch will bear fruit notice nyo itong stump I Just imagine yung stamp na yan uh, would that would be as old as uh, imagine lang natin as sa time frame ng exile. 70 years extending to the time of Jesus Sa so, tingin nyo ba may, may life pa yung stamp na yan? Will, the, will that uh, stamp of tree still able to generate, generate a shoot? We serve a God who is able to. Anong term natin dyan? To spark life. Even in the most negative of circumstances. This is the God we serve. From, the, from that stamp, the Lord promised. That a shoot will come from the stamp of Jesus, from his roots, and a branch will bear fruit. So Ma- Matthew is telling us that uh, even Matthew and Luke they, kumbaga, yung lineage ay points to the line of David. 
to fulfill yung promise ni Lord that in this lifeless stump, life would be still possible. Elements that would bring or a brand new start, a fresh start comes about. Takes us to nurture God's authorization. It takes us to embrace the authenticity amidst disorientation. At, and it takes us to walk in live appropriation. The question is, what would be your response? How much of these stories would you like to appropriate in your life? Si Joseph, hindi niya sinabi, oh, si Jesus lang pupunta sa Nazareth. I would stay here. I would work here. Or maybe the mother and the child. But I would be here. I would remain where I am. But no, see, Joseph, he wholeheartedly submitted himself to the will of God. And I would like to remind you once again of the narrative frame of Matthew. Na lahat na nangyayari sa ating buhay, meron mang twist and turn. Meron man tayong disorientation. But everything happens. Everything happens within the presence of God. Because sabi ni Matthew from his beginning narrative, God with us. And he affirms that sa kanyang ending narrative, sabi niya, I am always with you each and every day. And that's the promise that we would carry on as we step forward to the next year. But these elements are non-negotiables to bring about a brand new start. Christmas retold in trust to us. Memories of nativity from infancy narrative to the resurrection. Memories about the God who generates newness or brand new start. Summoning us to forsake all other false stories. You've got to give up all other false stories. Yung mga sabi, sa, sabi dyan na kailangan mo ng bilog, ilang bilog sa table mo mamaya. Those are not stories that you should embrace. Embrace the story that is entrusted to us that we serve a God who is able to generate life even in the most lifeless situation. 
the most negative of circumstance. Remember, everything happens within the presence of God. Kaya, we would commemorate not just the the birth of Jesus, but His death on the cross. Because this is part of the package that Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. It is part of the memory that we should remember that God always capable. We serve a God who is able to generate in us amidst our communities a fresh and brand new start. Yes, the reality of loss, the reality of pain, that is a given. But we serve a God. That's why it's very important na we should listen to our brother as he goes through with his loss, with his pain. Not judging the situation as a consequence, as a result of sin. No, Matthew just presented us as is, as a given. The the chaos in Genesis is just a given. But God is there. God is the Genesis, the generator of a fresh and brand new start. When God said He reorders the realities, He spoke and the chaos was in order. The God of Genesis is the God that we serve today. The God who generates, generates newness, brand new start. You may have lost someone you love. You may now in a situation that you are experiencing pain, and loss. That's a given. You can be authentic before God, before anyone else. But do not, sabi nga sa Isaiah din, do not dwell on, the, on that you may be authentic, but hindi nagtatapos dyan yung narrative. And even Nazareth, di ba, may, it's a negative connotation. Is there anything good that would come from Galilee in this, in this district? <laughs> but you see, God is not limited by the location. 
God is not limited by the resources that you have right now. As long as God authorizes, God welcomes you to be authentic. And then God would bring about this brand new start. How do we answer the reality of the given reality of pain and loss? Ito. Sabi ni Jesus, this is my body, this is my blood, which is for you. How could it be logical for a father to send his only son to die for others? Could be explained by radical love, unconditional love, and this is what is entrusted to us. Christmas ritual is memory entrusted to us about the God who generates a brand new start. Shall we all stand up as I call on the living?